and welcome to Talking Tropes. This week, we're all about trucks, not tropes. Trucks, this Sunday, Sunday, Monday. Actually, it's on Mondays we release these. (laughs) Today, Um, we're talking about the tropes and cliches of the movie Monster Trucks 2016. I have to specify it's 2016 because this movie's un ungoogleable. <laughs> really? Did you did you find that? Like I was trying to look up like articles about it and like it's just like you well, type no in one... the word monster trucks and nothing comes up but like actual monster trucks. I don't know. I typed in monster trucks movies and it it pretty much got me where it I was. It just showed to be. me a bunch of movies about like the sport of monster trucks. Fascinating. Um Maybe Google already knew because I had just watched the film. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, guys, we're talking about Monster Trucks, this movie that came out in 2016, which I personally thought came out a lot longer ago than that. Like, I, I know that it's about three years ago now, but still it feels like so much more than that. Well, maybe what you're thinking is that, like, this movie was delayed so long before coming out. Like, its intended release date was, I think, in, like, 2013, and it just got pushed back by, like, three and a half years. Wow. Um, Because there was just a, it was just, like, a production hell with this movie. Um, It ended up being a lot more expensive, I think $25 million more expensive than they thought. Um, And then the president got fired, like, in the middle of shooting oh no (laughs) got replaced with a president who had no faith in the project and like just kind of wanted it done wow so immediately like all the coverage of this movie was how it was like going to be a big disaster um so so what did you think of it um i loved it like yeah it's me too it's (laughs) It's a great movie it doesn't get the respect it deserves it's a hot piece of garbage but i loved it like this is i would take my kid to see this if i had a kid like yeah i probably will make my kid watch this and i'll i'll ask him do do, do you like it and he'll say (laughs) hell yeah either yes or no (laughs) no i here's the thing and i'll disown him or continue to raise him depending on his answer (laughs) Like, like, that's the thing. I think if you're, like, a 10-year-old kid, you're going to love this movie, you know? I think like, I think it's I think it's fair to say 10-year-old boy. 10-year-old I boy, mean, this, specifically. But, like... Like, I this movie think... is very gendered, and it feels very geared towards little boys. And, like, it's, you know, the, the movie was partially inspired by, like, the uh, producer watching his kids play with, like, monster truck toys. Wow. And being like, man, they're just making up grand narratives with these monster trucks and they're just trucks this movie does sort of feel like it was scripted by like a kid during playtime just a little yeah, bit yeah i mean it was not it wasn't actually i mean it was written by actual screenwriters it was written by in like fact, three of them there are screenwriters that i respect a lot um i've looked up like their other work um one of them uh was the writer of the the movie safety not guaranteed the like indie time travel movie i don't remember that one but i believe you um it's <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's a fun little movie about, you know, a person who answers an ad in the paper about a guy who says he's a time traveler looking for a time travel partner. Oh, based off the actual newspaper article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he also wrote, uh, I think, Jurassic World, which, you know, not the best screenplay, but, I mean, a lot of that was just corporate meddling. Um, but in any case, like, the screenwriters, they're not, like, bad screenwriters they're just like 
slumming it in this uh, in this movie. Yeah. So so this movie falls into this trope that I, I think a lot of people don't realize they know this trope. Um, it's called a boy and his ex, meaning not like ex, like ex boy, ex girlfriend, but it's like x the letter to represent a boy and his anything anything. yeah exactly so like you know like this is anything where there's a person like a kid and then he's got like a pet who he loves it's et it's babe um it's transformers even like with bumblebee sort of yeah, um, no, Bumblebee, Bumblebee especially, that movie was, like yeah. a, you know, a girl in her robot car. Frank and Weenie, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, you, a lot of times it's a boy and his dog, but, like, again, it can it can literally be anything. Born to be Wild, a boy and his gorilla, like, Pokemon, Ash and Pikachu, a boy and his Pokemon. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, so... so and, that- and, like, how does it rank this particular one among some of those compatriots? Do you think better or worse than E.T.? God, you know, I haven't actually watched E.T. in, like, 20 years, maybe. (laughs) Like, I think the last time I watched Mm. that movie, I was, like, six. So I do not have any opinions on E.T., you gotcha. know, in my opinion, it's it's like it's worse than E.T., <laughs> better than Free Willy, you know? Yes. Like I actually have seen Free Willy somewhat recently. <laughs> Just uh, after Blackfish, you were like, I need something more positive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a palate cleanser, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, I don't know. It it's very touching, sort of the relationship between this kid and the monster that he adopts, but it also feels very utilitarian in a lot of moments where it's like, you make my car go fast and I can't do that otherwise. Woohoo! Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, they've got a very like playful relationship. There's a lot of bonding moments that they have. I liked the scene. Uh, well, let's let's maybe we should jump into the recap before yeah. we give, give too much away. Um, because we figure most of you have not dedicated the hour and a half required to watch this movie. Um, Unless you're like, you know, you're all just people who've seen the movie and are waiting for that like new hot take to reveal that you know actually it's the best movie. Which is what we've decided it is. Um, Right. So, yeah. So, this movie starts out with these oil drillers. um, Yes, very common in these sort of, like, like, you know, discovering, discovering like, a a new creature. There's always, like, an evil oil man trying to kill them. (laughs) Or, like, someone who, who does mining for some reason or, like, a land developer. Like, it's always some evil business person. Yeah, as um, far as that trope, like the evil oil man, I kind of like their take on this one, where it, it's it's sort of like it's less the the particular person running the company is evil, although Rob Lowe, who plays the evil oil man, is evil. Yeah. But it's like just the fact that like this whole town just runs on oil, and like everyone's gonna lose their jobs if the company goes under. Yeah, they don't really address that. Not in the end, but in the beginning, it's like, for most of the movie, it's like a major point of, like, contention. Right. Um, um, so yeah, so basically it's these oil drillers, and they think they found a pocket, but someone's like, oh no, there's, like, so much water, it could be really bad. And they're like, do it anyway! And they go in, and they're like, whoa, there's bioluminescence, uh, there might be life here. 
And then they're like, nah, couldn't be. And then there is life, but they don't know what it is. It's some weird alien-looking octopus whale creature, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think we might be able to, like, stop it and take a look at the design of these things. I loved the fact that these are not cute at they all. They kind of are, though. Like, once you get used to them. But, I mean, they're horrifying eldritch monsters. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I love that about them. Like, a lot of the criticisms that I see, like, Love Eat at this film are like, how did they think this would be a commercial success? What, are they crazy? It's like, hey, maybe they were just making art, yeah, folks. Yeah. Maybe they just Maybe they didn't care if it was marketable. <laughs> yeah, you know, Nickelodeon just making all that art for the art's sake. No, it was, it's just a, it's a weird situation because, like, I know that the creators thought that this was going to be, like, a Transformers-level franchise for the studio. Uh-huh. They were like, this is going to be our tent pole that we're going to use to launch our animation division. Oh, my God. Um, and, uh, you know, it Wonder Park not. just came out, and that's not doing great either. Well, that was another one where it's, like, people were fired halfway through, and, like... Yeah, Paramount, not doing too great. It's not a, it's not a thriving studio right now. No. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I can kind of, like, see the parallels with Transformers in some ways. Um, a lot of it's in, like, the editing and the way it's shot, and, like, the, the way that the characters are written as, like, these very, like stereotypical but like kind of crass genre aware individuals it does kind of remind me of transformers one yeah um getting a little off track (laughs) so basically this creature escapes It, it causes a lot of damage and then it hides in this car the next day they're call it like this car gets trashed so they call a tow truck to come take it away and it takes it to this junkyard where there's this kid uh this kid's got a mom and he's got a Debbie. She's in that movie for 10 whole seconds. Yep, 10 seconds. Um, there's two women in this movie, and both of them are in it for approximately, yeah. like, 20 minutes. L- like I said, it's... Well, I mean, the main the, the main love interest slash, you know, secondary partner girl. Yeah. I mean, she's in there for most of the movie. But, um, I, I mean, this is a movie for little boys. Yeah. This is... This is who it's for, and you have to kind of accept that it's going to fail the Bechdel test pretty super pretty hard. damn hard. Um, not that it should, but it super does. Um, no, yeah. So, so yeah, so he's got a mom. She goes off to work, and then he's got a stepdad or something who's like the town sheriff. Uh, and there's tension between them. He's like, "You're not my real dad. My real dad's great." And the cop guy is like, "Okay." I'm not going You're going to end up just like your father, a loser. <laughs> well, he doesn't say that yet, though. He's just like, well, I, I'll i be here. Let's bond, maybe. And he's like, <laughs> fuck you. You're not my real dad. And rides off on his bike. <laughs> uh, then he goes to work at the junkyard where they brought the car. And it turns out that he's working on a car of his own. And the car they brought in had a real good engine. So he tries to put it into his car late at night. And that's when he discovers the monster. And he tries. Whoa! I noticed, like, he acts really cool under pressure. Um, like, he just, like, you know, very, very calmly, like, locks this thing in a in the little underhatch that you have under cars so that people can work on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, like, calls the police immediately. He's just very calmly, like, there's a creature. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I trapped it. Uh, please come and pick it up. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very calm. 
I think I think they were kind of tired of like those you know movies where like you know people just run into town screaming or you know where. Also, the... kids just don't have patience for that. Like they're not here to see like people act realistically. They're here to see people like act out their fantasies of like what they would want to do when they fight yeah. a monster. You know. Um, and like that's something that I honestly do critique a little bit about like a lot of modern movies is that people spend so long freaking out about the monster when they find it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're all savvy movie viewers at this point. We know you're going to freak out. Like you can shorthand this a little bit, you know, but at the same time, what this movie does that's different from other ones is like, once he gets used to the monster, he still freaks out about it. Like at multiple points during the movie, (laughs) that's true. Like whenever it like tries to touch him, he's still like, Oh Oh. my God. Yeah. Uh, some... Which I would be too. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're friends with it. Like, it's kind of creepy. It's a creepy, it's a creepy eldritch monster with, with horrible teeth. Yeah. Oh my god, its teeth are so scary. It's like the scariest yeah. mouth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so they the police come and his dad his stepdad's there and the monster's gone. It escaped. And they're all like... Well, yeah, I mean, it's literally like... It's like an octopus that it, it has no bones so it can slip through, like, the tiniest cracks. Yeah. So, uh, so it escapes, and the dad, the stepdad is like, You're a screw-up, kid. You trying to make me look bad in front of my friends? In front of the other cops? Uh, so they make fun of me at the cop picnic? Um, yeah. And then he's like, No, it's real. Cops leave, he finds the monster, they bond, he almost kills it, then he saves it. Uh, And now they're bonded for life. And now they're bonded for life. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, like, the common way that you get out of these situations of, like, well, how are these two things that are both afraid of each other going to become best friends? Well, one of them saves the other one's life, and then they trust each other, and it's all good. Yeah, but I feel like usually it's the other way around, like, the monster saves, like, the kid's life. And so I've seen like, it both ways. I think it's about 50-50. All right. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so the next like in, night... um, Like in How to Train Your Dragon, yeah. it's like, it's, you know, Hiccup saves the dragon. And then I think in like Mighty Joe Young, the gorilla saves the guy. God, what a movie. I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> Um, so they go, they cut to the police station, and there's a cop watching Spongebob, yep. because this is a Nickelodeon movie, and they really want you to know that it's a Nickelodeon movie, because they're trying to build their studio. Uh, gotta watch the Spongebob. Um, and then th- this, this, like, private security guy who's so badass, and, like, I feel like I've seen him in something, but I have no idea who he's, what he's from. Yeah, do you know who I, the, that security guy was from? I do not know. I, I I felt that about like half of these actors. I uh, looked up some of them, but like um like um you know it turns out Tripp's dad was uh, Brett from Pulp Fiction, the guy that Samuel Jackson threatens. Oh my god! He was god. also Detective Scarf in uh, Luke Cage. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. And the mom is um, Holly from The Office, and she's also a main character in The Wire, too. Um, Yeah. For all of her five minutes of screen time. And the main guy, Tripp, he was in X-Men First Class and, you know, all the the X-Men Well, and I looked up, he was the guy who started the MacGyver reboot. 
<laughs> that lasted for all of ten seconds. <laughs> like, that's so funny. He's moving up in the world. I will say, though, he kept reminding me hardcore of um, Jared Padalecki from, like, Gilmore Girls slash Supernatural. Like... Just like the haircut with like, just the hair, yeah. The haircut the with the square jaw and like the deep voice, yeah. and I was just like, "You're just like bargain, Jared Padalecki." Like, all okay, right. we have to talk about the um the shot where he's in the bus, the school bus, yeah, and he's just surrounded literally by like a bunch of like eighth graders, and he's like thirty, <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks so off. Like, um, I. If you're going to do Dawson casting, which is the term for casting, you know, older actors to play high schoolers, you know, named after Dawson's Creek, then you're supposed to have all of the high school actors be that age. You're not supposed to have two of them be that age, and then everyone else is like little babies. He's riding the bus, and the jerky mean dude rides best with his girlfriend in a cool monster truck car. Like I not... didn't get this through line. I think it should have been cut. It I mean, should have been cut. It just didn't cut. make any sense. It didn't make any There's sense. It's just like the cool jerky car guy, and he's like judging him for not having for a car. And then bus. he gets a car, and he's like judging him for his shitty car. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like he's still car. in a car. Well, no, but then he gets emasculated because he has to drive around in his girlfriend's car, which is just a VW bug for girls. Oh, is that what the joke was supposed to be? Yeah. It's not very good payoff. No, it's really bad. I thought the payoff would be like, you know, he he gets his thing crushed and then he has to like ride a bike or something. You would think. No, it's just stupid. Uh, anyway, so where were we? I think we were in the in the uh, police station. Yes. And there's this great like interplay between um, Tripp's stepdad, the sheriff Rick, and uh, the private security guy, um, where one of them. It's like, um, I don't see why you're so worked up about uh, about a prank call. And then the other guy's like, I don't see why you are either. <laughs> there were a couple of good lines in this movie, you know? Like, I wouldn't say the dialogue is great, but, like, there's a couple of moments where I'm like, all right, you got me, movie. It's just a lot of, like, genre awareness. Um, there was, like, like, the next scene is when the girl character comes over um, and she's great. I, lo- I think she's like doing, doing her best work. Um, she was also the girl on Suburg, Suburgatory, mm. which is like a little known TV show that didn't take off. Um, but she's like, she's like doing her best work here. Um, there's a line where she says, uh, how would you feel if I got abducted on the way home? And then he goes, who's going to abduct you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because then he immediately abducts her. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie. Abducting people? Well, or just like immediately like m- making good on weird accidental threats or like insults, <laughs> you know? Sure, yeah. But um, like, yeah, so she's he's like going to give her a ride home, but then they get chased by the cops, and also the alien is the one driving the car. Well, yeah, that's that's the real thing. Is like the the bad guys are trying to find the alien, but he's inside. We the keep car. calling it an alien, but it's not an alien. Not it's an from alien. under the Earth's crust. I have the monster, I guess. All right, the, the mon- creature. Creature. Creech, yeah, they, name they him, call him. They call him Creech. Uh, very creative, this kid. Um. <laughs> so, Creech, what would you call him? Squidman? 
Squidward? Yes. If they really should have called them Squidward. Squidward. Yeah, they already had SpongeBob in there. They have the rights. They do. They could have done it. Um. Oh well. <laughs> Einstein's twenty twenty. Um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they got this freaking monster in this car, and they don't want the bad guys to find it. So he's pretending that he's pushing the car, and it's not the monster who's running around in it. But then. They're like, we gotta get out of here. And then the bad guys start chasing them and they go off roading with the monster. And the girl. I mean, is you like, have to have like a deep appreciation for chase scenes to like this movie. Yes. Because I think they do some really creative, like well shot, well executed chase scenes. Totally. They were very um, entertaining. This movie is, I would say, 33% chase scenes and they're all pretty darn good. Right, and it's just like, you don't usually see monster trucks in chase scenes, so right. a monster truck can do a lot of things that a normal car can't do, like, you know, um, crash through big walls or roll over other cars, and then in addition, there's like a squid monster in there that can make the car jump or climb walls, um, <laughs> yeah. and do all this kind of crazy stuff. stuff that I love. Yeah. It was fun. Like, all of these chase scenes were very fun. You know, like, there were a lot of them, but, like, most of them did a pretty decent job at holding my attention. I'd say basically this movie is about 50% chase, car chases, (laughs) and 50% like working in the shop, building like a bigger, better monster truck. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of shop scenes. Um, They probably. Which I love. I love Montage shop scenes. They're the best. (laughs) I think they spend, like, so much potential money just like stealing like pr- not props but uh like parts from these like various garages that they're in throughout the movie like like he steals so much shit from the girl's dad cuz they they end up in in the the girlfriend's character's dad's barn or whatever um Basically, whenever they need to go somewhere, she's like, yeah, it's my dad's. He doesn't really care about it, though. (laughs) Yeah, she's like the rich girl, and he's like the poor lower class guy, and it's like, you know, aspirational. Yeah. Uh, Marry me, and this could all be yours. Um, (laughs) To have a shed that you don't even have to care about, because you have so much stuff. Um, But yeah, so he, like, creates a bunch of stuff there, and then later there's, like, this, like, nerdy dude i guess who's really into this kid for whatever reason and is like you can use my dad's shop huh gosh i love that kid he's so adorable he He just really wants to be friends with them i know at the end of the movie he's like welcome to gildan dodge can i get you a complimentary cup of coffee (laughs) it was pretty good um i also like the moment later on when when they are using his dad's shop um, they're like, do you know how to use one of these? And he's like, oh yeah. And they're like, don't let it get away from you. But then he's great with it. Cause like, duh. Yeah. I mean, it's his, yeah, it's his dad's dealership. His dad owns a, a Dodge dealership. <laughs> this is one big commercial for Dodge. A little bit. But that's also kind of similar to Transformers, right? Oh, Transformers yeah. was also like just a car commercial. Yeah. With a bunch of other product placement in it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so anyway, they're at the barn after the big car chase with the bad guys. The girlfriend now knows that there's a monster in there. Um, she freaks out because, like, oh, my God. Oh, well, that's the thing. She's not his girlfriend. She's, like, his biology lab partner or whatever. So he's like, you Tutor. know about biology. 
<laughs> you you can help with the monster. You know, well, she's you know she's one of those like post two thousands female sidekick love interest characters where she basically is a hundred percent knowledgeable in whatever the plot requires. Uh-huh. Um, a lot like uh, Michaela in uh, in Transformers One. You know, mm-hmm. like she was a mechanic, and so she's knowledgeable in everything, but she doesn't get to meet the main character because she's not the target audience. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I see that basically everywhere. Uh, the, the, I call it the, the post 2000 psychic female character. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, but so, so they're in her shed, her dad's shed. He makes some modifications to the car so that the monster can really get its bearings and like, yeah, it's really got drive these the like car. tentacle like feelers that are like powered by the oil that it eats. It eats oil. Yeah. Really which makes it similar to a car. Really not very fuel efficient either. Well, they, I mean, it, maybe gasoline doesn't, you know, it requires more gasoline than it would require oil. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, at one point they, <laughs> they go to like a gas station to fill it up. Um, and the thing, like, drinks the refined, like, gasoline instead of crude oil, which is what it's been drinking for most of the the movie, and it gets, like, jittery, and they're like, what could have happened? It gets high. It gets, like, sugar high. (laughs) They're like, oh, no, it's like soda. It's bad for it. Don't drink soda, kids. Well, I think I think it was more supposed to be like this is the educational part of the movie. Did you know that even though gasoline and oil both come from the ground, they're different? <laughs> I guess. Um, well, also during this um, shed scene, he uses the word cilia and says a couple of like smart, basic mechanic things, and the girl is like, "Oh, you're not an idiot. Cool, I can dig it now." Um, well, she digs she, it right from the exactly. beginning. If you recall, she, she like gets in the car and he's like, there's something happening here. And she's like, you really think so? <laughs> <laughs> she's got the hats for him yeah. right well, from yeah. the beginning. And why she, wouldn't you look at him? She, she dressed up in like a really nice dress. And then like for the tutoring. Yeah. She's got, you know, one of those complexes where she like wants to fix him. Oh Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I forget exactly what happens after they fix the car up. Do they just go, like, around? They go visit his dad because they see on the news that his dad was there at the scene of the explosion. And, and like, he, he hasn't feels. seen his dad in a long time. And he wants to see if he knows what happened on the night of the explosion to cause these aliens to come up from the ground. Yeah. So they do that. And his dad... And the dad's a dick! He's a jerk. Which, he's a jerk, Dad. Explain why he's a jerk. I forget why he's a jerk. I watched. He this calls one. the cops on them oh. when he finds out that they've got an alien in the car. That's right. And he's only mildly apologetic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The like the, they're trying to do the thing where you know this is a story about him connecting with his like stepfather and becoming his own man. So he has to step away out of the shadow of his uh, absentee father. Um, but it doesn't, like, quite work. No. In the same way that I feel like it doesn't quite work in, like, most 80s movies about this topic. Right. But, um, like, you know, I like... don't think this is unique to this movie that the father-son dynamic is not well fleshed out. 
No, but but it's not well fleshed out, but it's like, we never really get a reason for the dad leaving in the first place. Well, he needed work, I guess, and he was like just kind of like a loser, and he couldn't get work outside of like an oil rig. But like, Um, that's that's fine. You remember Super 8? Did you see Super 8? I did see Super 8. I actually just rewatched part of Super 8 recently, accidentally. Accidentally? Yeah. Because you didn't know it was Super 8 until it was too late. Yeah, basically. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's got a similar issue, like, plotting-wise, where, like, we're way more interested in this alien thing and what the kids are doing, and then just sticking out in the middle of, like, the movie is just this weird father-son subplot that goes nowhere. And, like, father, other father subplot with, like, the dead mom because of the romantic interests dad, and it's just so weird. The movie's so overly complicated for no reason could have just been about super eights could have just been about a spider monster um (laughs) yeah so so in this monster movie though the they call the cops and they're driving back through the town but the the bad guys no, are it's just, on the it's another trail. car chase it's another car chase they gotta beat the train i love beat the train scenes they're my favorite oh, before that we gotta talk about the birds they get up on the roof the, and they do the the scatter the birds trope like yeah those birds are on the poster if i recall correctly oh really yeah wow um, the poster is um it's like you know the the artist that one artist who did, you know all the Indiana Jones posters and everything. Yeah, it's done in like that style, but like no way, you know, with a monster truck alien on it. Okay, no, no, no. There are other ones, but I do see the one that you're talking about. Yeah, and those birds are in fact on the cover. Wow, that is very. Wild. Yeah, sc- he does scatter the birds. He does car jumping from rooftop oh my to God. rooftop from Batman Begins. The girl on the horse is on it as, like... Yeah, why wouldn't she be on a horse? And fucking Danny Glover in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, Danny Glover in a wheelchair is, like, the wise old mentor, but he doesn't do anything mentory because I think they thought that'd be racist. So he's just like, I'll help you in this one scene to get some more car parts. It's, like, so strange. But I, I like him. I mean, I think they probably meant for him to have more to do in the sequel that might never come out now. Yeah, I hope it never does. Um, Why? I think it might be great. <laughs> it might be way over the top and crazy. Maybe it'll be amazing, but I feel like... The it, sequel it, is tentatively titled Monster Problems. Oh, boy. When is it tentatively scheduled for release? I don't think it is. Great. Love that. Does it have any of the same <laughs> actors? I think probably it was. It's planned to have all the same actors, and it's just like a big bombastic sequel. Yeah, but I don't know. This poor dude, his career is the worst. Trip. Yeah. He'll do all right. He's a handsome <laughs> lad, and well, he did all the fine. he did all the X Men prequels. He's fine. That's, that's fair. Um. All right. So X Men prequels, dude goes and. Uh, does something next after the car scene. Oh yeah, they jump the train. It's great. They do Yeah, the some beat the train really... scenes are always really exciting um because, you know, it's like it's how to end a car chase in style, you know. Oh yeah. 
with a big ticking clock that's very visually like you could just see it. Impactful. And then he doesn't beat the train, but he jumps the train and it's still fucking still cool. Great. Um, so then they're, they're over the, they're over the hedge. Then they like regroup. Um, and I think at this point, Creech runs away. Uh, well they, so then they go to the girl's dad's cabin that he uses for hunting sometimes. Uh, and they're like, got any oil? And she's like, yeah, but it's for the generator. So if we do it, we don't have electricity. And he's like, screw it. Let's camp. And then so, they have a romantic dinner by the fire. <laughs> so then they and eat... it's so goddamn romantic, it kills me. So romantic. Uh, and then she's like, sorry your dad sucks, but because he sucks so much, it made you who you are, so that's good. And he was like, yeah, thanks. It's a coming of age story, Hannah. And then goes... He's coming of age. But then he goes and cries in his car, because that was a really mean thing to say. No, it's not a mean thing to say. It's a it's, mean thing it was to say. she wasn't crying because it was mean. She's crying. He's crying because he's having a cathartic, powerful moment where he's yeah. becoming a man. Yeah, he's got to cry to let his dad go. Um, when he started crying, I was like, "This is my favorite movie." It's telling <laughs> kids that it's okay to cry. It is okay. You to could cry. still be the manly man and win the girl, and you could still cry. But he had to cry alone in his car. He's got a well, lot yeah, of I mean, no one wants moments. to cry in front of other people. I mean, anybody doesn't really want to cry in front of other people. I mean, yeah, but sometimes it's it's good to be vulnerable in front of other people. It's healthy. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a private matter. All right. And uh, he cries in front of Creech, and then Creech gives him a pat on the back, and he goes, Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. <laughs> it's It was good. Uh, but so, so then Creech goes into the water and he's like oh he he loves the water so much he's got to go back home to the water yeah and then he goes to bed uh and the next more oh meanwhile back at evil oil land or whatever with rob Lowe, the, the scientist working for the the evil oil who, company who is the scientist guy in this movie um you might know him from reno 911 yeah that's what i thought he's a reno 911 guy with the shorts. Um, and uh, he, he's like, he's got these two other creatures in the breaches. Um, he's got the creatures in the, in the crates. And he's like testing them to see what they eat. And he's like, what do these, what, what do these guys eat if they don't eat any kind of animal or plant and they live under oil? <laughs> and he's like, maybe oil? <laughs> and then they do it. And then it cuts like we cut back to him later, and he's like trained them to to play with the Simon toy, you know the beep boop, yeah, beep boop, yeah, like toy thing. Um, and I love that scene, and it's amazing. It's a good and he's scene. just having so much fun. He's having so much fun, and then he's like, and Rob Lowe is like, yeah, so what? You can teach like anything to do that. And he's like, yeah, but watch this. And then the other one does it too. And he's like, I didn't teach that one to do it for oil, but it knew. They've got a hive mind. I mean, hive mind is, like, sci-fi's favorite concept because, like, we like it's writers not... don't actually know how it works. Yeah. And so they just apply it to, like, really high, uh, like higher level brain functions that you can't have you social behavior in, like, 
you know, emotions. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Or, like, complex language and communications. Uh Uh-huh. But I do love that, like, you know, these animals, they're just so likable. They really are. They... They all have really nice smiles, and, like, their eyes are very nice, and then everything else about them is terrifying. But, like, Yeah, I just love, they're, like, really terrifying, so you could totally see someone being like, kill them, kill them all. But you can also totally, like, see people, like, falling in love with them and be best friends. Yeah. Um, So then the Rob Lowe character is like, we've been working together a long time. Uh, I've got a lot of dirt on you, because you've done some shady things, because you work for an oil company. To doy. Uh, and also he's like, Don't grow hey, conscious I now. see what you're doing. You're falling in love with them. <laughs> this is like, this is like Stockholm syndrome. And then the guy's like, well, I, you got it backwards. backwards. It's not, I'm like, not their prisoner there. Uh, yeah. It's, there's some really good lines in this movie. I'm just saying. Yep. Um, <laughs> so he's like, oh, darn, I don't want to get rid of these things. And they're, they're going to put them, they're going to dump all the wastewater back into the hole that they found them in, I guess. Uh, yeah. And that's, like, poisonous to these things. Yeah, and then once they're all dead, then they can drill for oil. Right. Get but they're sweet, sweet oil money. So they're going to poison everyone else that's down there, presumably, uh, and then also kill these two people. Um, and so Creech, because hive mind, I guess, learns this. Uh, and so he goes to try to find them and follows a, what is it called? Teravex is the evil oil company. Yeah, that's the name of the oil evil company. Yeah, he follows a Teravex truck back to, to the main processing plant in town or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't think it's that he, like, like knows that they're in trouble. He just, like, wants to find them and he sees the Teravex truck. Yeah, but they're, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, why did he just see the truck? Like, was he... It drove past, I guess. I mean, that's the implication. Like, maybe he was, you know, driving around at night without him, just for fun. Just for funsies. Um... Maybe there was a scene missing. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, this movie can be kind of a mess sometimes. Yeah. It's not the most cohesive scene-wise. No. They do just sometimes sort of end. Um, um, oh, oh, other, other cliches, uh, tracking the phone. Yes. There's, the, when they wake up and Creech is gone with the car, they're like stranded in the woods. And so the girl is like, um, oh wait, give me, put, type in your number and I can track your phone. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> nope. It's not how that works. At Unless all. she broke into his phone earlier and installed the tracking app in it. Cause I she's mean, crazy. That which would be That plausible. plot hole solves itself. Yeah. Um, would sort of be plausible with the way she acts sometimes in this movie. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so they track him to Teravex in a cab. Uh, yeah, and then the scientist guy, like, betrays his Roblo, and he's like, Well, so they, they break in, they break in, they get yeah. caught, they tranquil- tranquilize the, uh, the monster, which that's yeah. a that's a classic in all of these, you know. Like, yep. get it. Yeah, the big business has got to get the alien at some point, and they don't understand how to take care of it. So they just shoot it full of drugs with guns. Um, yeah, it's weird that they don't just kill them all, yeah, given that they, they no longer have to track them down, which is the reason why they kept the other two alive in that case, and uh, they are planning on killing all the other ones. So. Yeah. Weird, weird move to not kill them, but okay. But kids' movie, so I get it. 
Um, Maybe they wanted to sell the parts for food. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, or they wanted to wring all the oil out of them first. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So now they've got all three. They've captured the kids. They delete all the images off of her phone, but not his phone. So, okay. Um, and then they're like, now we're going to get rid of you guys. Uh, it's very unclear about what they were going to actually do to them, if they were going to, like, kill them or just kick them out. Do you have clarity on that? No, they were just going to kick them out. Rob Lowe says, like, what? Who's going to believe you? Remember what happened earlier in the movie when they didn't believe you? Like, it's very genre where it's very, like, you know, we, we know how these things work. We're just going to, you know, recognize the plot inconsistencies in other movies of this nature. Right. Um, well, but then he's like, but he also makes the sense, like, I don't like to hurt people. Yeah, like, it's like if they That's his talk job. and if somebody believes them, you know, I they're guess, gonna get, I guess. they're gonna get whacked. Alright, so they're kicking him out of the building, but then, uh, the scientist guy is like, uh, Bill Nye. Yeah. He's like, I've done some bad things, but I'd really like to make up for it with these monsters. Uh. He's like their, uh, John Turturro from 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 transformers you know they have like one awkward like weird older guy that's like going along with them yeah and he's like below enemy scrotum <laughs> yeah. but that's the second one yeah um in any case yeah uh so so the three of them are like let's make a plan to break these things out uh so then <laughs> the scientist guy is tasked with feeding them oil, and then when the time comes, driving a truck to a dealership. And then the rest of them get two cars, two more cars. One, they repossess the the snotty rich dude's, like, monster truck from the beginning of the film as <laughs> karmic justice, I guess. Karmic justice. <laughs> um, and, like, his girlfriend, like, waves at him. And is like, hi, I hate my boyfriend. Thanks for taking his car. Bye. Um, and then they also yeah, get the dealership kid involved. And they're like, what's the truck? Like, you, you got a fast truck? And he's like, yeah, this red one. It was going to be my 16th birthday present. And they're like, great, we're going to destroy it. <laughs> um... <laughs> So they, but it's okay because now they're going to be friends with him. But they're like, you know, he's going to ask to hang out with you in the future. And he's like, yeah, I'll find a way out of it. Yeah, it's like so rude to this poor kid who's like done nothing wrong. Um, but he's just like a weird, awkward like dude who just really wants to be friends with the cool kid who's a loner. <laughs> there, there is a moment uh, earlier in the movie where like the before we find the monster when it's sort of like wreaking a little bit of havoc around town and like eating its way through like car gas tanks, um, <laughs> where both the the dorky kid with the dealership and the biology girl. Um, they both follow Sam, like, to the scene of the crime, basically, and, like, he's like, uh, I gotta go, see you guys later, and they're both like, bye, Sam, love you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great, it's, like, just very self-aware, and, you know, I don't know, it's a, it's a very, like, easy self-insert kind of character totally. to, to connect to in the main character. Yeah. 
Um, the, the thing that we have is like his major character establishing moment in the beginning. He's like, he gets in this car with no engine and he's going, vroom, Oh my God. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> you need me to outrun that volcano? You <laughs> bet, Mr. President. <laughs> oh my God. And he's so like, hard. You want me to take you and your sister to Coachella? You betcha. Oh my God. It was, I, I laughed a lot. Like, you got me, movie. Like, that, it got well me done. so good. Well done. Um, it was really dumb, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know how, like, dumb it is. It's for, like, it's a kid's movie, for sure. But, like, I don't know. Would I describe E.T. as dumb? Would I Would I describe, uh, you know... Would I describe any movie with, where he finds a dog in his backyard and suddenly they're best friends... Dumb. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I just mean specifically the. I don't, maybe it's not dumb. It's the just premise, very embarrassing. Like, I, everyone's like really turned off by the premise. I, I love was the too. premise. I mean, like here's the thing. I saw the premise. I groaned and I rolled my eyes. I went, well, I'm not seeing that. But like, it's a fine premise. There's nothing wrong with it. It's very basic. They're monsters. Yeah, that's the in point, trucks. right? Like, if they had like really played up the, you know boy and his uh sea monster thing <laughs> like and maybe played up like the romance element in the trailers as opposed to just like the monster truck action maybe it would have played better i don't know maybe, maybe if they had taken out the burp in the trailer there was a burp i don't think was there a burp in the movie i don't remember I don't think there was a burp in the movie, but there was definitely a burp in the trailer. Mm. Um, I, I just think it was, like, poorly marketed, this film. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, the climax. The climax. So, they've basically turned three of these trucks into trucks Monster for monsters. Uh, the the scientist guy successfully steals all three of the monsters from the evil oil guys, brings them to the dealership. They get in the cars and they run off. By the time the bad guys find them at the dealership, it's just the wimpy kid who's like, oh, you want some coffee? What's up? (laughs) Uh, And they're already racing halfway across the field to go back to the oil homeland. Get to the oil hole. Um, Yeah. And uh, And then the last part of the movie from here on out is basically just an extended chase scene. Um, right, but like with a lot of great action in totally. it that I really appreciated. They um, flip some cars with monster limbs. They jump over. Yeah, logs. He, he he literally like if you ever wanted to see a car suplex another car, <laughs> that's like this movie that's, delivers. That's, that's that's what you're here for. Yeah, like that. That's what they needed to lean into with the marketing. It's like, do you want to see cars? fuck up other like did you like the movie cars but you wish that there was more fighting join this like, movie it's like the it's like if the love bug was yeah. you know w- was actually about an alien that possessed the car <laughs> like a demon yes exactly take that herbie fully loaded um, take that yeah so so they they they're being chased they get rid of some of the bad guy stuff on the way uh, up the mountain to the oil site, they see that they've got the wastewater truck and it's headed for the the pipes. So they've now there's a time constraint. They not only have to outrun these guys, they've also got to stop that truck. 
And, like, these private security guys are, like, literally trying to run them off the road. Oh, yeah. Dude, and then gonna, Trip like, is, like, dangling out a, a, over a cliff, you like, know, while Creech drives himself. They're, like, shooting at the, the monsters. They don't shoot at the kids. I'll give them that. Which is, a, yeah, a smart move, yeah. But but they shoot at the monsters, um, so there's a little bit of guns in the final act of this movie. You know, like, if a car goes off of a off of a cliff and the kid dies, it's kind of hard to prove exactly what caused it. Maybe he just fell off himself. Maybe he was doing some reckless driving. But if, you know, somebody shoots the kid, it's pretty probably murder. Yeah, pretty probably. Um... <laughs> But so, uh, yeah, yeah. But so then, they're, they're but then Sheriff Rick shows up to save the day. Oh, Sheriff well, Rick. Oh, so what happens is they they sort of planned it as a trap. Almost it seems like where the the security guys are chasing them from behind. But as soon as the wastewater truck gets past a certain point in the cliffside, they set fire to a line of like gunpowder or something. They've yeah, and all. they established earlier that they're afraid of fire because they're filled with oil. Oh. Which, like, but, fine. Like, first of all, I mean, most animals are afraid of fire. Yeah. So I feel like you don't need to establish that. And second of all, like, kids are not immune to fire either. <laughs> right. Like, people also don't like fire. Um, and also, these things can climb walls. I feel like the fire wall is not a huge downside like i mean it was couldn't they just like high. drive really fast up the wall of the yeah but they didn't have any momentum to build up you know like That's like true. i'll give it to them but anyway the stepdad sheriff guy comes in at the last minute on this crazy large i guess oil rig yeah thing platform question mark um and he pushes all the bad guys cars out of the way uh, <laughs> conveniently missing all of the monster trucks, and uh, basically, and then he lowers a giant ramp for yeah. them to jump the mountain. So they they go down the mountain like a bunch of crazy maniacs, but not before resolving the stepdad issues. Oh, that's true. Because they connected radios. Because I guess in these movies you can just easily figure out what everyone's frequency is yeah. like immediately. Yeah, like don't, don't um, stress about it. <laughs> so he's like, Rick is like, I'm sorry that I doubted you. You know, you're a good kid. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you're a good kid, Trip. <laughs> and then Trip is like, Thanks. Rick, I'm sorry I said all those terrible things about you. And he's like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, some of this dialogue is good. Uh, there's some good comedy here. So they jump up the mountain. Uh, there's some more chase stuff that happens. They, the girl and the scientist have to stop the, the pipes from being filled with poison. They just call it poison. But they can't do it. They're locked out. And they're locked out. Uh, and meanwhile, the head security guy and, and Sam or whatever the fuck his name is, um, are facing off against each other. And then... At the last, he's like trying to push him into a hole. Like it, it was a very shonen trope of like we're just gonna rev our trucks against each other and see which one is more powerful. You yeah, know? it was very shonen. Um, as complete with at the end, he's defeated by suplexing the car and throwing <laughs> it into the poison. Yeah, it, he throws it into the machine, which stops the poison and breaks all the pressure, so it can't go in. 
and then it's so hardcore and then he falls into the hole into the hole and then he dies and that's the end of the movie yeah it it, it like really implies that he was like going to die like it really looks like he's doomed and then they just hit the water and it's like oh he's fine well but even in the water they like fade into darkness for like a moment you're like oh is he is he just dead uh, no, but, but then Creech lights up because he's bioluminescent, bioluminescent. remember? Uh, and he saves him, and he puts him down on a rock, and his whole family's there, and they're like, yay, the day is saved, and Sam can finally lay back and breathe, and all is good. And then they literally, they cut to, like, he's back on the surface and he literally rides into the sunset with his girl. Oh, my God. Yeah, the stupid end montage. <laughs> this was my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, I don't know. I kind of dug it. I, th- I feel like kids well, would like it. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. But just, like, they don't address the fact. Oh, they, they like, frame the oil guy. Not for, like, attacking children or, like any of the actual shit this oil company has done is, but they like plant like an endangered species of lizard on the property. Well, it's a, it's a callback. Cause in the first uh, scene with the oil guys, these like, Hey, you know, listen, they would, they would kick us off the property for, you know, having a horn lizard on the property, let alone a brand new species of squid monster. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the end they do kick them off the property cause they found oh, horned lizards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they do that. I thought that was so funny. Rob Lowe gets instantly arrested back in New York or whatever big city he's supposed to be in, um, in a board meeting. Um, uh, the, the girl, I I don't know what exactly what happens. There's just some montage. Oh, oh, the, the stepdad and the kid like actually finish his real car and he's like, it's yours, son. You can do whatever you want with it. Drive her as far as she can go. <laughs> like, and they drive off summer. into the sunset and, with this girl. And so they just, just drive. Just a girl in a truck in a long dirt road, and it's a country music jam. <laughs> but it was like that indie pop song that was like really popular in 2016. And yeah, they should have gone with a country song. This is yeah. this movie should have been like really pushed in middle America. I feel like totally. This is. This is right down the middle. They should have gotten, like, Travis Scott. Nope, that's a rapper. <laughs> uh, somebody else named Travis, who's a country singer. Sure. I just don't know enough. Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Billy Ray. <laughs> don't drive my truck, my achy monster my truck. <laughs> I would have... If that was the end of this song, this would be my favorite movie of all time. Um, if Fair that enough. was how it ended um all right so yeah so they drive off into the sunset we see the mom again who we haven't seen since the beginning of the movie um and then that's that's about it it's great oh there's mom did nothing and she didn't she didn't she didn't deserve uh to even get a screen credit no um (laughs) what the we did skip over one part during the chase scene where the stepdad, or or no, as the scientist is like, you and your girlfriend are crazy. And he's like, my girlfriend? She's not my girlfriend. <laughs> are we? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, you have to do that scene in some capacity where, like, the will they, won't they resolves. Yeah. In the film. 
No, I mean, like, it's fine. It was just, like, it's so clearly, like, this is not a priority, and we're just kind of throwing this in here to acknowledge it. But the romance is, like, a big priority, I feel like, for most of the movie. It's just, like, you know, it's the climax, and we have to resolve everything at the same time. I feel like it's a very chaste romance in that, like, elementary school, middle school boy way, where it's, like... Romance is just when a girl, like, likes you, and maybe you hold hands. Like, you know, if it was a yeah. girl movie, it would end with a kiss. Like, this, there's not even well, a kiss in it. Well, it's a kid's movie. I'm just saying. Like, Hey Arnold has a kiss in it. They drive off into the sunset together. They do. They drive off into it's the sunset. It's hella romantic. So romantic. I don't know. I just, I kind of like that it's not the the classic story of, like, the guy's really into the girl, but doesn't know how to tell her, and the girl's just completely oblivious to it. And this one, it's just, like, the guy's just, like, not that into her for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, and she's just super into him, because he's, like, crazy hot. Um, <laughs> crazy hot. And then, like, at the end of the movie, you know, he's, like, kind of come around to her and doesn't see her as, as much of a nerd, because she can drive. And, uh, you know, he likes that she likes him for him. You know, she says, there's no one like you at this school. Okay. Yeah, she does say that. Yeah. And and so he's like, oh, she likes me for me. She likes me for me. No, not that song. Uh. Um, A couple other, like, uh, key lines that I thought were great. Um, There's this scene where there's a, a second scene where the sheriff and the private security guy are like in conflict mm-hmm. and um the the private security guy is like you know we own all the jobs in this city hey when's the when's the next election sheriff why don't you go back to writing tickets and shooing cows off the road <laughs> and i'm like holy shit this movie's badass yeah there's there's some good one-liners <laughs> um yeah, um, there's a there's a Wilhelm scream if we're ca- if we're counting like cliches and uh, and tropes um, that stock stock scream from one of the bad guys. Uh huh. Um, let's see. Um, speaking of like the romance elements, there's a great line that the girl has when they're like just in a barn, like all alone at night. And she's like, my curfew is in, like, two minutes. <laughs> right. So. Um, and then it's just this long, awkward pause <laughs> where he's just like, so what? Guess guess you're going to, guess you're going to bed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, girl. Um, yeah. I, I, I dig this movie. I dig this movie a lot. Um, I, one of the things I like about it is they put a lot of thought, for some reason, into the design of the creature and, like, the environment and how it would have evolved. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, it metabolizes oil because it lives, like, under a huge oil pocket, and it's really strong because it exists, like, deep underground where the pressure would be really high, Mm -hmm. and so you wouldn't be able to sustain, like, a skeleton. It's amphibious because, you know, there'd be times where, like, the water dries up underground, and, like, then you just have the air to breathe. Yeah. Um, It's, like, really interesting. I mean, it's, like, I'm sure someone who knows more about science would be able to poke holes in it really easily. But it's, like, just enough. Oh, sure. I mean, like, just for starters, like, it has teeth even though it drinks oil. (laughs) Yeah. That seems pointless. Maybe they're, like, digging teeth for digging. Vestigial teeth. Maybe. Um, 
Also, you know, uh, but but like also, you know, because they live in the dark, they're bioluminescent, which is also, you know, good. Mm-hmm. That's good science, man. It's good science for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Overall, what would you give? Like, how would you rate this movie? I, I no, I think I think you you have to rate it in terms of like other movies in a genre. And so you know, I'm gonna stick with worse than E.T. Uh, better than Free Willy. All right. Um, I think those, you know, those are pretty close. And it's, you know, it's just the, like it's a throwback to like eighties and nineties boy and his boy and his dog, boy and his monster stories. Yeah. I mean, I will say this isn't a, a trope that um, we've gotten to yet, but I, I know it's upcoming for us. But I, I feel like this movie did have an element of that like kids rule factor. To it. They're not like kids as much though, and it's more just like the anti-authority. Sure. You know, let fo- you know fossil fuels, and they control all the jobs, and they control the government, they control the cops. <laughs> they're just they think they're above the law. These big oil companies. Ugh. It's very throwback. It feels very nineties. Oh yeah, very um, early two thousand. And 2000s. I dig the hell out of that. Like very hoot, very uh, like. I all was those. thinking hoot, yeah. Everybody remember Hoot, where there's owls? It was a book. But what if the owls could drive monster trucks? <laughs> what if Free Willy had tentacles and was in a truck? It turns out it's better. Turns out. Um, all right. I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, tell us your thoughts. Um, you know, why do you think this movie was, like, so heavily panned? Um, I mean, it did actually get mixed reviews. I, I saw that like the New York Times was rated as like its movie of the movie pick of the week uh, <laughs> when it came out. Fascinating. Um, so like, why has it only been getting like negative press? Like, did did you guys notice any like editing issues with it? You know, because the story I feel like is fine, like at least for kids. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I mean, I think the effects are decent. Like, it, it was an expensive movie, and like for what it came out with. Uh, it looks know, pretty good. It could have been better, could have been worse, it seems like. Yeah, the stunts were um, fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that it's shot, it feels like it's trying to go for sort of a Michael Bay thing with like a lot of fast cuts between different angles, showing a lot of motion. Um, but it doesn't quite capture that Bayhem aesthetic. Um, you know, but t- tell us what you think. You know, I'm 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 interested to see if anybody has any strong opinions about <laughs> about this movie, strong <laughs> negative opinions, and where they come from. Yeah. Um, if you want to tell us your opinions, you can tweet at us at Talking Tropes. You can also find our Patreon, um, Talking Tropes. And uh, you can also comment on our, you know, on our post on SoundCloud. Uh, you know, also at Talking Tropes. We're basically <laughs> can... always at Talking Tropes. You can yeah. very easily find us wherever podcasts are sold, uh, downloaded, <laughs> whatever. Yep. Uh, if if you like our podcast, please uh, rate and subscribe. Um, we'd, we'd love to hear your feedback. But uh, tune in with us next week. We'll have some new fun shit for you guys. I, I, you know, it's all a surprise. Bye.